0: Hey, it's Ati Tiff. And hey, it's Ati And this is Hey Ati Podcast.
1: Two Ati's having unfiltered conversations about the real stuff in life.
0: Welcome to our DMs.
1: Hey Tiff how are you I'm good how are you I'm good how's like everything been in the last few weeks few months check in how are you doing wow
0: it's been a crazy few weeks hey a lot's been happening not just not just at home oh actually personally not much I mean we have we are still stuck in our pandemic mm-hmm. so everyone Australia hasn't been full lockdown. But, um, we've been advised to, if you can stay home. So the last few weeks I've been just staying home. Yeah. Keeping safe, keeping our distance, working from home. Mm. Um, which, which has been okay. It's been nice to be hanging around with family mm. a lot, but yeah, it's been a really, it's like, been nice family time. Um, yeah. Very family oriented. I will say that, that, um, it's a lot of playing cars uh, Things that you haven't done in a very long time Which was really nice Yeah, like, you know, playing games Hanging out, watching movies oh, wow. Just being in the company of all your, all, like, all my family Because we're mm-hmm. stuck in the one house mm-hmm. um, Which has been nice mm-hmm. um, I'm ready to go back out though <laughs> But in saying that, uh, obviously In light of what's been happening around the world it's It's also been a very delicate time yeah. What about what are your thoughts on that? What's been going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's been a very revealing time where I feel like I have a lot of growing to do. Um, in the space of racism, in the space of how I contribute to a society that does um, demonize or the Black community um, and the Indigenous community, I think that there is a lot of things that we can do within our filipino community to challenge the dialogue around like anti blackness that we have in the filipino community growing up like i used to use whitening soap yeah um i don't even know why i did it to be honest and it wasn't until i was like in my mid-20s until i like stopped and realized like this is really bad you shouldn't be bleaching your skin but like every time i went to the philippines it was just so common like
0: yeah it's very stigmatized that Having lighter skin mm. is more is more wanted in the community than having beautiful dark brown skin tones. It's crazy, just mm. because you know of the colonization of the Spaniards, way back when. Um, it
1: demonized. Our yeah, it did. I
0: know. It, it's sad. Mm. It's sad to say that how we are, how we look like, is not the ideal. Mm. But you know we're beautiful everyone's beautiful in their own sense right but you know but in that sense I don't blame you for wanting to wanting to have to do that Mm. before you just thought that that was
1: I just thought it was normal yeah like and it took me years to realize that it's like how damaging that is yeah not just to myself but to others and I had a really deep conversation with two of my best girlfriends where I uh, recognised that a lot of the stories that I was uh, perpetrating in high school was around this um, anti-darkness storyline. And, like, that was my bad. That was on me as I was, like, on this whole, like, okay, like, I'm using whitening soap thing. Like, I didn't realise, like, how damaging that would be to another person. Mm. If I'm saying in myself, like, I'm so dark... Then how is my other friends, who are darker than me, going to feel yeah. like that's a horrible story that I kept perpe- perpetrating. Um,
0: without you knowing, without, without being conscious of it.
1: Without being conscious of it. And it's up to me now to really kind of do the that work on how to stop those messages playing into myself and, and being really, really conscious that I'm not perpetrating that story now that yeah. I'm conscious of it. Yeah. And this has been years on, like it's probably been about four or five years where I have to consciously think about how am I viewing darkness into my community and how am I viewing darkness in myself? Like, What? Why? Why do I feel like this? Yeah. Um. I think that's it's a question that a lot of people need to be asking themselves in the Filipino community, specifically. Like I know it's not just me that had the papaya soap. (laughs) No, it wasn't just uh... me that had the skin white or Escanol like products that are just completely lightening. But I think as well, like making sure that we're doing that work on how we are combating um, racism within our own self yeah because this is not just yeah it's not just a trend this is a systematic thing that we also are a part of there are so many things that I feel like I can't do yet and I don't know how to navigate yet but this is something I know that I have had a specific hand in and that's something that I can control and I can change yeah so that's where I'm gonna start
0: (laughs) yeah I think this this topic is uh probably a podcast that we can do Mm. let us know if you want us to do a whole podcast about racism forward your questions Mm. um to our email and stuff because this is something that we can we can make a whole podcast on yeah um all right so tiff Mm -hmm. our topic this episode Mm -hmm. is about family family yes we love family we're both a part of very big families
1: yeah, that's one thing we really
0: have in common Yeah, huge, huge families And like, not just huge families But families that are very close
1: mm-hmm.
0: Not just uh, in relationships, but in proximity
1: Thank you so much for sending in your questions I know,
0: it's been great Send over your questions at okay so at heyate.com Or go to our website at www.heyate.com Or you can send your questions at okay so at heyate.com
1: we are not professionals, we are not psychologists. Please remember that. We are literally just giving you our opinion. Alright, so this question is how do you respectfully feel heard in a Filipino family? The hierarchy is important, but how do you honour that? Yet still express your opinion. There is a sense of community within Filipino families in that our lives are so intertwined with our families. Yes. Um at least in my experience. Um and Sometimes um, d- decisions get made based on information that we might not know.
0: I think um, older family members or older adults in your family tend to pre- to protect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger people because they don't want you to have to feel the burden of it or want you to feel affected by it. I guess when you're a child, adults want to create this... Uh, sense of happiness mm-hmm. right like as soon, the older you get the more uh the more in tune you get with your family the more they let you in on like little secrets or like um start to become to become more open with you in dealing with certain family situations you know
1: mm. cuz you and I come at it from really different perspectives yeah. cuz you're an older i guess member of the family, yeah. Um, whereas I'm the baby, yeah. I'm the youngest, yeah. um, and I think that your placing in, in the family tree, yeah, is also it also affects your ability to be heard, yes. So if you're already seen as an older cousin, it's a
0: lot easier for
1: you. I think the transition is a bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things playing against us as the, the youngest, yeah to be able to express our opinions fully and like feel like we can do that or we have a place to do that. Yeah. Because like for me, a pl- like knowing my place has always been something that's I felt was quite limiting for me because mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't my place to say something or it wasn't my place to have an opinion about something right. because I just didn't know enough about the situation yes. to be able to give any sort of uh, perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: The situations that your older family members might be going through, you haven't exactly experienced that. So um, how can you give sound advice if you haven't, if you haven't experienced what they're experiencing, to give them sound advice? You might feel it's a lot harder for you to express your feelings Mm -hmm. because you don't want to seem disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But again you have your own opinions and you have your own feelings about certain things. You should be able to voice it.
1: Yeah. I think that there's an opportunity to recognize that there is a hierarchy um, with Filipino families, you know, it's a community. It's not just about you and yourself. It's about how you fit into, I guess, the bigger puzzle. But I think that there are definite like things that I've learned to practically try and voice my opinion in my family yeah so a couple of things that I have done on like on a practical level is coming into the conversation knowing that there's going to be some sort of difference Mm -hmm. and understanding that if both of us are just kind of waiting for our turn to talk then we're never going to be able to get to a a position where we both feel heard um and you can do that by active listening you can do that by saying things like okay so what i hear you saying is xyz
0: yeah
1: i understand that this is your perspective this is what i'm trying to say to say and recognizing that you've heard what they've said i think will help them to Try and hear you more But Mm -hmm. these are stuff that you actually have to say out loud Yeah, I hear you saying that You can't
0: just assume that they're just going to know Exactly what you're thinking, how you're feeling And then for them being okay with how you're responding But Mm -hmm. yet you're not okay With what they're responding to what you're saying
1: And so you have Aren't even about the The the, the the actual situation situation.
0: In the the first place No, it's like your tone, the Mm -hmm. way that you're talking to each other Where you're projecting to each other
1: And by saying something as explicit as I hear you saying, I hear that you're saying X, Y, Z, it really tells the person how you're hearing it from their point of view. And it clarifies and it helps you to communicate um, those, those, yeah, those things. And it helps you to take away any kind of assumptions that you're making about how they are, Yeah. Because it's very easy to be like, that's actually not what I said. You're interpreting it as that, but that's not what I said.
0: Sometimes the language you use isn't the best language for them to understand what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. so it comes off as if you're being disrespectful and rude.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I I think if you're speaking in their language and speaking in terms that they'll understand will make your point. Come more across. Yeah.
1: And not just, like, in Tagalog.
0: No, I'm not talking about, like, actual language. <laughs> language. Yeah. No, I'm talking about, like, the terms that they would use and the way that they would speak to you. Mm. You should speak to them back.
1: Because mm. do you code switch? I code switch. What do you mean by code switch? I code switch in that, like, even, like, the terms that I use, the accent that I use is completely different to, like what i speak with like how i speak with my friends like i have a pretty australian accent um like when it comes to my friends and even to you but when i'm at home with my mom i have
0: (laughs) yeah i'm with you like i my accent when i'm with my friends is australian you can tell it's an australian accent but as soon as i walk in through that door yeah. It's like this weird Filipino, Australian, American, yeah. I don't even know what it's called type of thing.
1: Yeah. I it's, don't even realise it. It's no,
0: just, I, it just switches. And then, you know what's crazy? Is when I'm with my friends and my, my parents will call.
1: Yeah.
0: My accent will switch like or that. Parents? Yeah. Same. It's crazy.
1: My my friends hate it. They're like, where did this come from? Yeah. I even... Yeah. It's just... And I think that that kind of plays into the language that we're using with our parents as well, is that... They come from a place where, at least for mine and yours as well, Mm -hmm. they came from a place where they didn't grow up in Australia. Yes. They think in a different language. Yes. They have different references. Mm -hmm. They have different experiences. They have different meanings of what school is and, like, what a classroom looks like. And, like, you have to realise that they um, have different different references. And different
0: perspectives too.
1: Mm. And so you really need to, like, know their triggers. Yes. Yes. Yes, know your own triggers, triggers. Yes. you know that when you are trying to explain something they're not going to always understand it in the way that you understand it mm-hmm. and you're not always going to understand something in the way that they understand it. We might have we might be both be speaking in English but we have different terms yes. for the same thing Yes. Yeah, I think you have, you, both, you have to both be willing to listen. If you're both waiting for a turn to speak, neither of you are actually hearing. No what the other person has you're to say.
0: You're just waiting, waiting till they, t- for a lull or for yeah. a pause, for, so that you can get your point out as quickly as possible. But yeah. then you're not, in turn, you're not hearing what they're saying.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the, the argument just keeps going on and on.
1: So I think the, the respect that you're asking from them, you also have to model. Yes. In the same way. And I know it's hard because you're like the youngest and it's like, Obviously. demonstrate. Yeah. I've already been fucking doing this for my entire life. Yeah. I've respected you. Respect me for once. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just about the way that the way that you approach it yeah
0: it's all about the approach it's all in in your tone too i don't think people realize how much it's also your tone that can say a look without you even realizing Mm. like you know when you're in a heated discussion even though you're trying to say something uh poignant Mm. the way that you say it isn't gonna project how important that point is it's just Mm. gonna Throw the balance off it. So, yeah, coming through it from a. I know it's hard when you're in the heat of the moment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, you know, respect isn't just what you say, it's how you say it as
1: well. I think at the end of the day, we hope that you both start from a place of love mm-hmm. and end with a place of love and understanding that it's okay to have different perspectives. Yes. Um, and it's okay for people to be at a different place in their lives where they're not able to hear what you have to say right now. Yeah. But hopefully there'll be a, a space for you guys to be able to communicate in a much more honest yeah. way yeah. and safe way.
0: Next question. Growing up, did your parents ever make you feel like you were in competition with your cousins and or siblings? Personally, no. I've never... Well, I don't think I've ever felt like I've been compared to um, my sibling or any of my cousins. I've definitely been compared to peers. Mm. <laughs> you know, if they're the same... If they're in the same school as you, then, yeah, I can kind of get that. But, uh, no, I haven't... I haven't personally been dealt that hand, mm-hmm. I guess. Have
1: you? Um, no. I mean... It's hard when you're in terms of like, when we talk about competition, like yeah. I think I've always been pushed to my best, um, but I was thankful enough to not have anyone that was like, I guess my age where I could be directly compared to them. Oh, yeah. And like my siblings are so much older than me. Right. So, I mean, there was an expectation that I needed to live up to, um, a particular standard, Mm-hmm but I didn't feel like I was in direct competition with them because they were old enough to be able to um, tell me, you know, how to do things well yeah. and actually support me in that process. Like yeah. they wanted me to win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: See, I think
0: I think that's it. I think a lot of people are getting confused by st- with competition mm-hmm. to standard. I'm, I guess like if, especially if you are younger mm-hmm. and there are a lot of older siblings or um, cousins above you, I guess they set a certain tone.
1: That your parents Mm -hmm. just want
0: to uphold, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: but I don't think it necessarily means that it should be a competition. Mm
1: -hmm. It's hard when like that's your every every day. Like it would be it would be awful to be compared to like my sibling or my cousin. Mm -hmm. Like because it's an ever present thing. That's like something that doesn't go away. That's just like um, hearing those stories of their accomplishments and all of the things that they're doing of course it's going to play like an affect you yeah um but for me like if you can recognize a noise. <laughs> <laughs> but for me but for me if you can recognize that those comparisons that are being made by either your parents or your titters and tiddles or whoever is making these comparisons if you can understand that that's that's their comparisons that they're making yeah. and they kind of head yeah. or that's the story that they're pushing it's not the fault of the person that you're comparing you're being compared to yeah. that that's the story that they're pushing mm-hmm. like i think that you can you have an opportunity to turn this around and be like i 100% want to see you win mm-hmm. and i want to see you be the best version of yourself and fully recognize that it's not about that other person trying to beat you it's about them just doing them and somebody else being in your ear being like look at how far they've gone and like not letting that turn into resentment yeah
0: no that's true and if you are feeling that you are being compared to I think obviously it's a lot easier said than done but I think you need to just remind yourself that um that you need to try and block out that comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to know your self-worth and know mm-hmm. that your strengths are your strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, And I also agree with you with um, not holding resentment to the person that they're comparing you to. Because mm-hmm. it's true. You should be celebrating. You need to have the confidence in your own ability. Mm-hmm. That knowing that what you're doing Mm-hmm. is your best. Mm-hmm. and that the only competition that you need to be in is with yourself and in aiming to get yourself to be the best version of yourself.
1: Thank girl. yeah, hundred percent. I think that the, there's this like there's this story that I always remember when I feel like this or when I feel like other people's opinions are kind of like getting a hold of the sense of who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. There's this story of like this, son and a father who are walking through a town with, with their donkey. And as they walk through this town, they're like, um, all the people around them are like, Oh my gosh, look at those two dumbasses that are walking when they have a donkey. Like, why why don't they just use the donkey? And they go to the next town. And so they sit on the donkey. And as they walk through the next town, the everyone's like, Oh my gosh, why are those two people Sitting on a donkey, oh, the poor, poor donkey. donkey. <laughs> um, so they walk through the next town and um, with the father on the back and the son walking and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what a slack father. He's making his son walk. Yeah, what father would do that? What father would do that? So he gets off and puts his son on the donkey. At the next town, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what a terrible son making his elderly father walk. Just like that kind of story reminds me that, like, no matter what you do, people are going to talk. Yeah, 100% no matter how old you get, people are going to talk. Yeah. It doesn't so. fucking matter. Yeah. And I know that that's so hard to hear when you're in the middle of something where that's like, it does matter. Yeah. But you need to remember that if they're going to talk, give them a damn show. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: like, yeah, everyone's just, <laughs> everyone's going to have their own opinion about everything. Yeah. You might as well just do what you do best. Yeah. And strive to, to be the best version of yourself because they're going to talk about it no
1: matter what. If you're going to try and make everyone else happy and you're always going to try and match up to their standards and to their comparisons, like you're never going to win. No. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to be happy. There's on uh, I but it
0: does it, ta- it takes a while to oh. to learn that. This is years <laughs> like
1: yeah of like I'm professional gonna, therapy. Please
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it he, he takes time to grow out of that um to go out of that mindset that you're being constantly compared to somebody Mm. else. But once you start to realize that you're you and Mm -hmm. you're not them, it'll Mm -hmm. just make things a whole lot easier for you to go about your thing.
1: On the flip side, don't ever dim your light for somebody else. That's
0: it. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Just because you're afraid to shine. Yes. Because the people who are really 100% there for you will never take your success as a threat. Um, At the end of the day, like, yeah, don't ever dim your light for anybody else, anybody else, whether it be a boyfriend or a friend, whatever, be you. And that's all you can hope for. Yeah. So the next question is looking up to my cousins and seeing how successful they were at my age put massive pressure on me to follow the same path. I feel like I haven't achieved the same things they did, like marriage or whatever, and I just feel a lot of expectation. How do I learn to go at my own pace?
0: Mm, yeah, this is crazy. This this does tie in with the whole comparison mm. question. I think it's got a real real relativeness to it. Um, but I think, in my opinion, uh, times have changed. hmm You know, um, what your siblings or cousins or parents were doing 10, 15, 20 years ago is a lot different to what the time is. Right, right now. right now, it's crazy how much it like. Just take okay. for example this, this year, month. <laughs> this month, the last three months it has been like, whoa, the yeah. craziest three months. And you would have never thought you would ever live through something like this. Mm-hmm. And um, just because they've achieved their goals
1: mm-hmm.
0: at an earlier age doesn't mean that you will never achieve your goals.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I don't. I think now what I've learned as an adult is that. Um, you go at your pace. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean your, your pace is wrong. Mm-hmm. There, this, there's this whole stigma in, in Filipino culture that you have to go to high school, graduate. You have to then, from high school, go to university, graduate. From there, you have to go find a full-time job mm-hmm. to save up enough money to buy a house and then get married and have kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's okay to feel pressured. Mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, they've achieved big things in their life. They've achieved big goals. Mm -hmm. And obviously your parents, they just want what's best for you, right? Um, But like I said, it's not a race. You do what makes you feel right. Mm -hmm. Um, But just because you're doing it differently doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, it's like math, right? You can get the same answer, but you have different... There's different ways of achieving that yeah, answer, right? 100%. There's no one textbook way that you have to do things by. It just means that, like, you just do it in a different pace, a different time than what other people were doing it. Like, maybe for right... Maybe in your timeline, that doesn't fit, and that's okay. Yeah. You just need to accept that that's not you. You're
1: not them. I'm really lucky that my cousins have always been wonderful role models for me that have been very generous in the way that they coach me through life, in the way that they um, allow me to learn from them. Um, I think for me, we need to celebrate our freedom to use our intuition. Mm -hmm. And so if something doesn't feel right or something feels like it's not the right timing for you, then you need to trust that. Mm -hmm. You need to know that they were the ones that went ahead and before you. And so they didn't have anybody to tell them when the right timing was or, um, what, what was right or anything like that. They just did what they thought was best for themselves. And you should follow in that footstep, follow in the footstep of making those decisions and making those risky steps and all of that kind of stuff. Follow on that. Yeah. Don't follow in the, they did this by 28.
0: Follow their footsteps, not their timeline.
1: Yes. Oh, got it. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Um, Yeah. Success looks completely different to everybody. um, And your timeline is going to reflect that. What they, I think it's also really important to realize that what they've got right now is what they fought for and what they deemed as successful. Whereas you need to find what you deem as success and you need to find your way of how you're going to get there. Yeah. All right, Tiff. This question is,
0: how has your family influenced and shaped you into the person that you are now?
1: Um, family is everything for me. It is like the core of my being. It's the core of who I am. Mm-hmm.
0: I think a lot of, a lot of fellows have the same value. I definitely have the same value as that.
1: For me, my family always showed up. Yeah. Um, I think that it goes back to my lulas. They, they, Always wanted us just to be together and just to be present with each other. It was so important for them to always celebrate the big things and the small things. Um, To show up for each other with food and just be together.
0: Yeah. Oh, food. Huge. Huge point in the family.
1: I remember my parents always telling me about all the sacrifices that they made to be here, like in Australia and everything like that. And it was so traumatic as a kid because I felt like I owed them like the world.
0: You had to sacrifice so much Mm. for you to even be here, be born here.
1: Yeah, exactly. So for me, like, I always felt like I owed my future to be this specific kind of person that they wanted me to be, that, like, I had to live in kind of obligation to them. But as I kind of grew up, I realised that all they needed from me Was to be 100% authentically the best version of myself. Right. If I have the freedom to be able to be a beacon of light and love to one person in this world, then that's the way that I guess I can give back. Yeah to what I've received for me is that like when I come and I think about like my family and I think about my lulas and I think about like the people before them and like my whole like family tree like I just I get so overwhelmed with like the history that's there I get so overwhelmed with the kinds of people that are in the blood that I have Mm -hmm. like there's a quote from my angel and I know I'm going to stuff this up but it's something along the lines of I, I come as one but I stand as many and it's this idea that like it's not just about me I'm part of a community I'm part of a network of people of a network of love I'm part of something much bigger than myself and that gives me a lot of like strength and like centering No matter where you are in the world, um, you are the dream and you are the prayers of the people that went before you. And that's something that I hold really dear in my heart. I used to think that that was a big expectation, like I can't stuff up, Mm. but I'm realising now that 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 means I can be 100% me and I can stand for what I believe in because um, I am the prayers answered by so many people. Do you feel the same?
0: No, I, like, I really resonate with what you're saying about the prayer thing. Really? Like, that was amazing because it's true because it's just like, you know, our, our Lola's and Lolo's, all they wanted was, oh, God, I hope that my children's children will never have to go through what i went through Mm. and now you stand here and be like you never did yeah and now it's my turn Mm. to project what they've what their dreams were Mm -hmm. and to live out your best life or the best version to be the best version of yourself Mm. because that's all they've that's all they've ever wanted for you
1: like too many people work too fucking hard exactly yeah for me to just be like you know i'm just gonna do whatever feels good in this moment because everything is shit. Like Mm. too many people have fought tooth and nail to make sure that like what I experience now is as peaceful as it can be. Mm. And I want to honor that. No, I understand. Yeah,
0: no, I I feel it's like you, you don't have to pay back the debt that your grandparents fought for you. Mm. The way you pay back your thanks giving you this blessing of an opportunity of life mm. is by being a good person and doing amazing things for the world and leaving mm. your positive footprint so that your children's children mm. are, is able to live the best version of themselves and to mm-hmm. to leave their footprint into the world and to you know to continue that you know how do I say this like
1: In honour of the ancestors and in service to the descendants. Yeah. That's not a quote from me. This is a quote I heard. I can't remember who it's from. But that sentiment.
0: Yes. I I like that. I like that a lot, actually.
1: Same. Yeah. Where did you get it from? I don't... It wasn't from me. That was really good. That was good. Um, I think as well, like, this... That's like how we learn to love as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I can never pay back my Lula for what she's done. That's what love is. It's not about how much you can pay back. That's never going to be what love is. What love is is like showing up and doing what you can while you can as much as you can and doing that in absolute love and trying to pass that on as well. Whoever I impact now isn't gonna be able to pay me back yeah. and that's okay that's what unconditional means and like that's shaped my understanding of love
0: yeah no that's good yeah yeah that was great yeah yeah honestly i really like the whole what did you say
1: in honor of our ancestors and in service of our descent
0: yeah i really fucking like that yeah i like that a lot please i need to know where you found that.
1: okay see so has your family always been supportive of the decisions you've made for the future that you want for yourself.
0: If you had asked me 10 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would say no, mm-hmm. but today mm-hmm. I'll say yes. Mm. Um, it's crazy. Cause I think there's a, this can be interpreted in a lot of different ways because mm. support in your eyes oh sorry support in your parents eyes might be a lot different to what you think their Mm. support is Mm -hmm. like for example i've i've played the piano since i was six years old Mm -hmm. not by choice i don't think it was by choice at the start Mm -hmm. i think um i think at the, when I started playing piano it was like oh my parents are telling me to do this so I'm just gonna do it mm-hmm. and um I did this thing where you have to it wasn't just learning how to play it was learning how to read music and learning the way you uh the way you sound music and taking exams and it was really really hard mm-hmm. um and that's already that was an extracurricular activity outside of school so you have the added stress of school that school mm. the stress that school gives to you and then imagine going from that stress to another stress which I know a lot of Filipinos out there will fully understand mm-hmm. because every I don't know a lot of parents yeah, want I, just, <laughs> I know a lot of parents want their children to learn mm. um, how to play music it, it's a very valuable tool in life a hundred, I would recommend anyone who's thinking of learning instruments mm. to do so but anyway at the time I didn't like it because it was just like, it was stressful, I had to do exams, had to learn stuff, and it's like, I'm already stressed enough as it is at school, and I have to do this at the same time. It was just, it wasn't a fun time. Um, but my parents, you know, they forced me, they forced, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. for me to go and learn how to play the piano. Um... But and then at the time, it's, I kind of resented it because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, I don't want to really want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'd have to play at church. I had to play mm-hmm. at all these other uh, functions, and it just wasn't a fun time because there was so much pressure on me. It wasn't until later on in life that I realized why my parents wanted me to play it was because they never got the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they could never have afford to. to to wanting to to learn how to play uh, an instrument Um, and I guess that's all my parents wanted me to do was to give me as many opportunities as they possibly could Mm -hmm. because I live and I was born in a country that opportunity opportunities were at an abundance Mm -hmm. compared to where they came from where opportunity is so slim
1: it's like like this was the this was the thing that they wanted for you because they couldn't have it themselves and so it's a gift for you yeah like it's a gift to you to say this is what i couldn't have now you have the opportunity to go out and get
0: yeah
1: what i could never achieve and like that is it is hard because it's like almost like living out your parents dream but it's like a way for them to connect with you yeah and i think it goes back to that point of like what success means for you versus what success means for other people are two different it's things. completely different things. I think that um, idea of talking to them about why you want to do something rather than what you want to do. Because mm-hmm. if you both come from a place of, okay, this is why, this is a success why this looks like success for me rather than this is what success looks like for yes. me. It's two different conversations. It is. It's
0: completely different.
1: And I think you'll match up on the why yeah. of like, I want to be able to uh, make decisions easily and yeah. I want to be safe and yeah. in a place that I feel like comfortable, like those whys that inherent, like why you actually want this thing
0: Yeah,
1: is different to like, okay, I what i want
0: yeah yeah, no it's true i think you know if you are a young listener out there and starting to think okay what what do i want to do i think talking about those things early on and having those conversations early on will help shape their support The how the, the way that you view their support they just might want something else whereas if you establish that conversation early on i think it'll make them understand you a bit more Mm -hmm. i guess Mm -hmm. you know i don't know how else to say it that was good (laughs) yeah anyway so tiff Mm -hmm. what's your takeaway from this this week's episode
1: my takeaway is that like it's about being able to show up for each other even when it's hard um and being present with one another like that's the core for me for what family is um, for me,
0: the takeaway is that family is the core. It's the foundation of who you are. I think uh, a lot of Filipinos out there will re- will resonate with that. Is mm-hmm. It's just that family plays a huge part in our lives.
1: Family is what you make it. Family is a participation. You can't just be... You can't just show up and just expect to always you know, be treated with love and respect if you're not going to treat others with love and respect. But at the same time, you have space to grow as a person mm-hmm. and you have to be able to participate in that unconditional love. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's really joyous. And yeah, family's good. I love my family. <laughs> no, that's good. Take care. Okay. okay love, love you. Bye. bye.